You are Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. This is Carson Cunningham. Thunder get a big win against the New York Knicks. It was the New York Knicks, so we'll talk about that. I'll have five thoughts on the game. I was there. It was absolutely electric. I'll kind of run down my five thoughts and just kind of what to expect from the Thunder moving forward this season and what was their season debut. Uh, Before I get to the five thoughts, just let me give me my overall take from being there. Absolutely electric. I, I can't ever remember a regular season opener with that kind of environment. I think that was the Thunder's M.O. I think they wanted it to be that way. They obviously put out all the blue t-shirts, which you saw on TV. First time they've ever done that for a regular season game. Now, obviously they had the 10-year anniversary of them being being in Oklahoma City. It was their start of their 10th season. So I understand that. But it, to me, it seems like they're trying to show Paul George and Carmelo like how different the crowd is. In Oklahoma City, you know, Paul George has talked a lot about that. He's like, when I got off that plane, I just couldn't wait to play a game with all the crazy fans. So I think that's something you're going to see all season long is the Thunder trying to make this kind of that playoff environment all season long, just to kind of try and keep these guys and do whatever they can to show them that Oklahoma City is all about basketball and that they have a big time environment. So I thought that was interesting. T-shirts in the regular season, Thunder pulling out all the stops for Carmelo and Paul George. Plus, when I'm walking to the game. You know, they, they used to do Thunder Alley, kind of the, the street between the two arenas that are right there in downtown Oklahoma City, which they still do, but they don't do it quite like they used to, where they would show the game on a big screen and people would hang out outside the arena. But they had a rock concert going on at Thunder Alley before the game. Literally a live band just rocking out as we were walking in. I, they're definitely, like, that. they've never done that for a regular season game, much less the regular season opener, so... Much like the Thunder have kind of become a little, just a little cooler on social media. I think they're trying to change their image as far as just how big the atmosphere is on a day-to-day basis. I thought that was interesting. It was also interesting to see the Thunder wear their blue, what was their traditional road uniform. Now they're like the Nike icon, which I love Nike, but this this Nike icon and statement nonsense, talking about a uniform is a little silly. I get it. There's there's no longer quote-unquote home and road uniforms, but... I call them the traditional road uniforms, which says Oklahoma City above the number. I've never liked them. Um, their white jersey is far superior for me. I've never understood why they had to cram all the Oklahoma City on above the number. Like, just put Oklahoma and then above the number and then city below it. But it, w- it was interesting to see them wear their blue ones at home. But I, I much prefer the, the white uniforms. Okay, uh, let's get to my five thoughts on the game. Number one, first thing that stood out to me was the Thunder are going to be an absolute nightmare for teams with their defense. You talk about the length they have between Steven Adams, Paul George, Andre Robertson, even you know Russell Westbrook can run around and terrorize people. That, to me, is crazy. And they showed it against the Knicks. And again, I'm going to have to preface this entire podcast with, yes, it was just the Knicks. They stink. They're horrible. I get all that, but my gosh, Thunder held the Knicks to 40% shooting, 29% from three, and just 84 points. Now, 
they do have Porzingis, so it's not as if the Knicks are just, you know, the Washington Generals. And Porzingis did have a good night, but I think their defense is going to cause absolute nightmares for teams. And their offense, as we saw, is going to be a work in progress, but their defense is what they're going to hang their hat on. I mean, especially when you get into, like, playoff minutes, when these guys are playing just completely all out on the defensive end throughout the entire game, like, good luck scoring against that lineup. And Patrick Patterson's only going to help that as well. I mean, once they get him in the lineup. So that stood out to me immediately is how elite their defense is going to be. Uh, thought number two, Steven Adams played like a top five center. You know, there was a huge debate going into last season. Is Steven Adams a top five center? Because he did play unbelievable in the playoffs. He was one of the Thunder's best players. People forget that. You know, when Kevin said he had no help, you know, against the Warriors, Steven Adams played out of his mind. Andre Robertson played out of this galaxy. Everyone stepped up except for Kevin. Russell was the best player on the floor in games three and four against the Warriors when they just blew them out by 30 each night. So, I mean, Steven Adams really played like an elite caliber center in that playoff stretch. And he, he had a down year last year, it's fair to say. You know, a lot of people speculated, was he hurt? That, that, to me, if he's on the floor, you got to consider him healthy. So he, he had a bad year last year by his standards. Didn't quite make the leap that everyone was kind of projecting. But I think you saw against the Knicks just what he's capable of. I mean, his his box score, while good, is is not something league-wide. I think people are going to look at the box score and go, oh, my God, Steven Adams. But he was 5 for 5, 12 points, 5 steals, 5 rebounds, 3 blocks. I mean, the guy was everywhere. And you saw the kind of space he's going to have now now that they have Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Those Those rolls to the rim are back. They were gone last year because teams knew exactly it was Russ driving or him lobbing to Adams. That was pretty much their offense. Now you see what Steven Adams can do in that kind of space. And I thought he was immense. Uh, Number three, as I kind of alluded to earlier, offensive chemistry will be a work in progress. And I know that's been kind of the buzzword all preseason was chemistry. Russell kind of scoffed at the word chemistry. But I think you saw that early on. It was kind of a sluggish, ugly start. I know Carmelo hit the big three to start, but he missed five of his first six shots. Just the offense to me seemed like everyone's standing around and just jacking threes once the ball hit their hands. Uh, They did not shoot the ball well from three at all the whole game. They were 11 of 38, just 29%. But more than anything, there was no flow. Just kind of isolation ball, your turn, okay, now my turn, that, that type of thing. And it wasn't until Russell, and Russell was trying to facilitate throughout the first quarter. He was just trying to get Carmelo and Paul George going, and they hit some shots. But it wasn't until Russell kind of started dominating the ball and creating and them just kind of spreading the floor for Russell and him going at the Knicks that they really kind of took off. And I think that's something we're going to see throughout the year is just I don't think they're going to be clicking for at least a month I think it's going to take them at least a month maybe two until they all learn how to play together because it's not just the big three it's all the ancillary parts it's playing with Russell which takes some getting used to so I thought we saw some offensive sluggishness to start and that's expected and again it's against the Knicks might even look a little more sluggish against some of the more elite teams in the NBA we'll have to wait and see but I'm not worried about it I think they were going to be great because as you saw They didn't even shoot the ball well and just blew out the Knicks. I mean, Carmelo and Paul George combined for 17 of 43 from the field. Not good. And it didn't matter because they were so far superior. 
So imagine when Carmelo and Paul George have an on night together, like what what the offense is going to look like and just how how much firepower the Thunder team is going to have. I just it's staggering, really, and that kind of leads me to my next point. Thought number four: Paul George is somehow underrated. Somehow, for a guy who's made All Star games, everyone missed the boat nationally on how good this guy is. Like every time I heard people analyzing the Thunder, they just they're like, "Yeah, Paul George is an All Star, but I mean, how's he how's he going to fit with Russ? He's a perfect fit alongside Russell." I mean, he is an incredible basketball player. Not just on offense, but on defense. Name me a better two-way player in the league. I'll have a few here. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I mean, the list starts to get really short after you get past those two. Uh, Maybe Giannis, Greek Freak. I mean... I think you could argue between Kevin Durant and Paul George, the difference in Kevin's offense uh, and Paul George's is the same between Paul George's defense and Kevin's defense. I mean, Paul George is absolutely elite two-way player. You saw that. He created steals, got out on the break. Everyone underrated this guy. And he is going to have a monster season. I just It, it blew, blows me away that... I mean, people just kind of, they don't even really talk about Paul George being one of the best players in the NBA. But he is, especially when you can factor in his defense. My gosh, he was everywhere. had hands everywhere, the length. That, that to me, is like, Thunder's ceiling is way higher than everyone is predicting. And I've been trying to say that all preseason, which kind of leads to my next point. The Thunder are going to be elite. They are going to flirt with 60 wins. I try to tell everybody preseason, and again, it's the Knicks. I'm not getting carried away. All I know is this team has too much firepower for almost every team in the league not named the Warriors. As far as star power goes, firepower, offensive you know, offensive proficiency with three all-stars playing on their team. Nobody has that kind of star power other than the Warriors. Maybe the Cavs. That's it. And in what world is this team only winning 52 games? Which is what the over-under was on wins. I mean, I wish I had been in Vegas. I would have put my, my deed to the house. I would say, here's Caesars. Here's my deed. What do you want? Well, give me a give me a neighborhood in return because this is automatic. Obviously, injuries can play a role, but that, that's the same thing with every other team over under win totals. But what I saw was a team that's going to flirt with 60 wins. Obviously, they're going to play better teams. I understand that. But what I saw was an elite defensive team that is going to figure it out on offense. And when they do look out because they didn't even shoot the ball. Well, they shot 40%, uh, 44% of the team. Let me double check that. Actually, they shot, um, let's see here. 43% as a team, 28% from uh, three point land and had some issues. Sluggish start. Didn't shoot the ball. Well, getting the drop early. Still just mopped the floor with the Knicks, which is great to see because anytime the Thunder were up 20 last year, Russell Westbrook had to play like his life was absolutely on the line. Like He had to absolutely pour his heart and soul onto the floor just to get a lead last year. And now, as you saw, he kind of got to defer a little bit. Didn't have to just overly exert himself, which is a welcome change and something I think Russell is going to love 
seeing. I mean, he doesn't have to, doesn't have to absolutely uh, kill himself to get a lead, which is definitely a change uh, from last year. And perhaps the best, an extra thought here, perhaps the best thing all night, no Kyle Singler. He was in a suit, did not step on the floor. That should be the norm throughout the entire season. So no Kyle Singler, that, that was what everyone wanted to see. And it's something that should continue. And um, it was just two last thoughts here. I tweeted it was it pained it, it pained me to see such stash on stash violence. Seeing Stephen Adams and his canter battle each other was just bizarro world. Uh, it was something I didn't plan on seeing this year, but obviously came to fruition. Got uh, and it's got a nice ovation. I was a little disappointed they didn't just pause and let the crowd just go absolutely nuts during the lineups. Just say, and now welcome back, which I guess they did a little moment, but he just kind of waved and that was it. It wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be bigger than when Scott Brooks came back. But but yeah, it was good to see Ennis. Ennis was great. Uh, fans had signs for him. He signed them. It was it was good to see Ennis, and I think he's going to have a good year in New York. Um, and last, last thought, Thunder win. They're on pace to win 82 games. Russell Westbrook's on pace to have 82 triple-doubles. On-pace guy is the worst guy, but I just had to say it. They are on pace for that. So all in all, Thunder win. They're back at it on Saturday, eight o'clock against the Utah jazz. Looking forward to that game as well. I'm heading out. I'm heading to Austin, Texas for the Oklahoma state, Texas game, college football on our channel, KOCO TV, the ABC affiliate in Oklahoma city. We're doing a pregame show at 10 o'clock. If you want to tune in, you can watch that. And until next time, we'll talk to you after the game against the Utah jazz on Saturday.